Well, that's powerful, isn't it? That he gave his life for yours. Appreciate Noah. Good to have him home from school. And uh, we can. We'll kidnap him, not let him go back. His mama would like that. His daddy, I don't know. But I do appreciate all the good singing. Again, thank you for being here this evening or this morning. I've been up since four. You said, Preach, you're wired up. I, well, I'm, I got my second wind. If you'd have caught me about seven o'clock, then I'd look like some of y'all this morning. Right? And, uh, but it's, it's thinking about this year. Um, our theme for the year was let's find out. Let's just, let's really get out of our comfort zone and find out if God is who he says he is. And like we probably intellectually knew, he is. And I hope this year some of you have stretched your faith and said, you know what, I want to, I'm tired of the status quo. And um, if not, may I say this, that um, you have an opportunity to change things. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results right? right and a lot of times that's what we do we get in this rut of getting up going to work coming home eating supper watching tv going to bed but on sunday get up go to church eat lunch take a nap go to church maybe right and we never really have a fruitful life. And Jesus said he came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. So there's a thriving that God wants us to have. You, you, see, Christians should not be miserable. Shouldn't be miserable. Now, I didn't say he never went through storms. I didn't say he never had trials. But we shouldn't be miserable. Because we're more than conquerors through Christ. And the sad reality of it is we know all these scriptures, yet we fail to live them, right? The Bible said that we're not to be a hearer of the word, we're to be a doer of it. And so therefore we look at things and intellectually we know what the Bible says, but oftentimes we'll say, well, that doesn't apply to me, or the writer did not know how things would be today, or, you know, that's good for that time period, but we live in a different time period. And so... We have to get out of the mindset because a lot of our problem starts here, right? right. right? How we think and what we think. And the Bible tells us we're to even control the way we think. And so going into a new year, you've got to go ahead and decide what that's going to look like. Now, I'm not saying you won't have trials and things won't come up, but uh, you can still have victory in Jesus uh, but you have to determine that's what it's going to be. So I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 6 this morning, Galatians chapter 6, and I want to try to encourage you as we close out 2023 and go into 2024 that um, we'll make it the best year yet, and um, I want to encourage you to come back tonight. We will not have our 5 o'clock service. We're going to do a uh, watch night service. We'll start, I think we're having breakfast at 8 o'clock. That's not 8 in the morning, that's tonight at 8 o'clock. And then service starts at 9. We'll have uh, several different preachers and have some singing and we'll have a break. And somebody asked me, said, well, are we going to have intermission? I'm like, yeah, we'll have some intermission, right? 
And uh, then we want to pray in the new year together. So if you're able to, we'd love to have you come. And uh, I know that some of you say, well, I don't stay up that late. Well, guess what? I usually don't either. But uh, I'm going to this one time. And then at 12.05, I'm going home and <laughs> go to bed. Right? So try to make plans to be with us tonight if you're able to. Uh, but Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7, the Bible said, Be not deceived. Well, that tells me if the Bible's telling me to not be deceived, there's the possibility that I can be deceived. Right? Now you say, well, not me, preacher. There's no way I can be deceived. Well, then you're probably deceived. The Bible said, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Now, is that in your Bible? Yes, that means it's true. Amen. You say, well, I don't believe it. doesn't matter if you believe it. It's in your Bible. It's true. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption, right? right? So the Bible says that he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Yeah. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. There's a comma there. If we faint not. In other words, don't stop. Right? You say, well, it's been hard. Right, but don't stop. So it says we'll, we'll reap if we faint not. So we go on. And verse 10 says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Is that in your Bible? As we have opportunity, let us do good to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. It is, there you are, sin. So, goes on to say, let's do good all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. So, so what the Bible's saying is, listen, as Christians, as believers, right? We're to do good unto everybody. We're not to, we're not to, we're not to, uh, to give what we get, right? We don't, we don't return evil for evil. Somebody hurt me, I hurt them. They did to me first, right? It's not what the Bible says. So, so what I'm saying is, if we want a better year next year, it's not going to come because the clock strikes 12 o'clock at midnight. And now all of a sudden, you know, people are saying, this is the only time we're going to be at 12, 31, you know, 23 or whatever it is. I don't even know what the thing was. And I'm like, who cares? Right? What does it matter? Right? This is New Year's. The ball's going to drop and all the bad's going to drop and all the good's going to rise. If you believe that, right, you got a big, probably a long year coming. What I want us to see is that God's telling us don't give up. Right? It's... 2024 may not be a great year, but don't give up. It may not be your best year ever. It may not be your best life ever, but don't give up, right? Because as we come to an end of the year, it's been trying, it's been fruitful. All of us have had trials, but we've also seen God 
do some amazing things. Our church has had trials, but we've seen God do amazing things. So it encourages me to know that God is faithful. God is always faithful. And so now we're looking forward to a new year, new opportunities to serve the Lord. Now, if you're looking, saying, well, 2024, I want to, you know, uh, make more money and I, I want my life to be better and I want to take more vacations and I, your, your perspective is wrong. Nothing wrong with those things necessarily, but, but you're not here to make more money or to get a promotion. You're not here uh, to have more stuff. You're here to glorify God. So if our main purpose in the next year is not to glorify God, guess what? You're probably going to end up doing the same thing you did this year and you sowed to the flesh this year. You're probably going to reap the same thing next year that you reap this year. If you sowed to the Spirit this year and you say, well, I want to keep doing the, the right things for God, then most likely, according to the Word of God, you're going to reap spiritual things. And so I'm interested in this first phrase in verse 7 that says, be not deceived. So I do know this, that if I'm deceived, if I'm lied to, then I have to trace that back to the father of deception. The father of deception is not the Lord. The father of deception is Satan. Matter of fact, Jesus uh, looked at those religious crowd and he said, you are of your father, the devil, right? That he's a liar. There's no truth in him. And so therefore, I have to realize that if I'm being deceived, it is being deceived, I'm being deceived by Satan. And if he can deceive us, right, and he does it many ways, well, things are not as bad as you think they are. Things are worse than you think they are. God doesn't show up when you pray. God doesn't answer your prayer. Uh, he gets us distracted on life. He gets us distracted on world events. He gets us to, uh, deceived in believing God. Doesn't. Whatever it is, he's out there as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So I've got to be on the lookout. The Bible tells me to walk circumspectly, right? I'm to be wise in the way I walk. And so what I'm saying is if you sow the same thing that you sowed this year, next year, you're going to get the same crop next year that you got this year. Probably worse because, I don't know about you, but I'm getting older. Things change. So what I'm saying, Satan will do all he can to get us to quit. That's what he wants. See, if you're saved, he can't doom your soul to hell, but he can discourage you and make you of none effect. And so what he wants us to do is, uh, listen, Paul told Timothy, he's talking about Demas. Demas was at one time a follower of Christ with Paul, but then Paul said Demas has forsaken us for this present world. So we have to understand that even though you are today saying, well, I'm saved by the grace of God, I'm on fire for God, a lot can change in 12 months. And if you're not constantly sowing the right thing, you're going to reap some things you didn't think you'd reap. So God makes us a promise to us that we should that should encourage us to keep going. Right. Now, what he, that that very thing? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's a promise of God. Right. But Charles, we like the promises, right? We like the promises that are fluffy and and flowery and boy, look what God's going to. But but God's making a promise here that said, look, if you sow to the flesh. You're going to reap corruption every time. Well, I'm the exception. No, you're not. There's no exception to the rule. It is a principle. It is a law that if you sow to the flesh, 
What you will reap is corruption. And if you sow to the Spirit, what you'll reap are spiritual things. So going into the new year, I want to encourage you with this. Just don't give up. Just don't give up. Let me say this. Quitting is easy. Quitting is easy. How do you quit? Just don't do anything. Staying on track is hard. But most things that are fruitful are not easy. Most things that are unfruitful are easy, right? And I was looking the other day and I thought, I told Ellen, I said, this has been a bad year for me because I had a goal of losing some weight and I actually gained weight. You know how I did it? Wasn't hard. Right? Wasn't hard. Losing the weight is hard. Gaining the weight, not so much. I found out that pizza helps you gain weight if you want to. Ice cream, cake, all things that are taste good. Mm, that's not. But what I'm saying is, that's not good. Tastes good though. Whatever is good usually is not easy. And let's be honest, we like what's easy. We like the path of least resistance. So what Satan does is he puts things in our past, obstacles, says, hey, if you keep going down this path, here's the obstacle. And you know what we do? We either change the direction or we just stop. A lot of Christians right now, Brother John, they, listen, uh, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you know where they'd be this morning? In church. You know where they are now? I got hurt. I, I, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Whatever it is. Excuses, don't quit. You say, preacher, is this going to be a very doctrinally, I don't know, it's going to be good if you'll just hang with me. So what's he trying to tell us in this scripture? Well, three things I see he deals with in verse 7 and 8. He deals with our faith. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, that whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Well, is it not the goal of everyone just to live somewhere uh, forever? In other words, uh, you don't talk to too many people, Brother Shane, says, listen, I want to die and go to hell. You don't talk to too many people says, I listen, I don't want I some for some reason we think, Brother Harley, that everybody that draws breath, you'll talk to people and say, Well, they're in heaven. They live like the devil here on earth. They had no testimony of loving God, but all of a sudden when they drew their last breath, they're in heaven. Well, if everybody goes to heaven, why would there need to be a heaven? Why wouldn't we just all live on earth? And so we have to deal with our faith. If you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ, but you say, I'm a good person, and listen, I, my good outweighs my bad. That's not what the Bible says. You're sowing to your flesh, and what you're going to reap is corruption, and corruption is death. And it's not just a physical death, it's a spiritual death. And so understand this, that our faith, the most important thing you can get squared away this morning is your faith. Are you saved or are you not saved? Nothing else really matters when you draw your last breath. There's no, there's no second opportunity to get things right. Listen, if you didn't get 2023 right, you say, man, 2024, I'm excited. It's a new year, new opportunity. Hallelujah. You got about, what, 12 hours and you, you, you'll be there. And if you're still here and you don't get 2024 right, you can get 2025 right. But let me say this. 
When you draw your last breath, there is no opportunity to get it right. There's no opportunity to get this thing of eternity squared away when you draw your last breath. If you're here this morning and you're breathing air, is anybody not breathing air this morning? Then you've got opportunity to get things right with God this morning. The greatest thing you can do this morning is not watch, or, or t- today is not at 12 o'clock see some ball go up and come down in New York City. The greatest thing you can do on this last day of 2023 is make sure you know where you'll go when you die. See, our faith, and if you're saved, let me say this, there's the surety of your faith. Listen, you may not know a whole lot. I don't know a whole lot. You may not be sure of a whole lot. I don't know. Listen, there are years ago, people call things conspiracy theories, and you'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But Junior, you could tell me just about anything now, I'd be, that's plausible. Right? There's a day, man, I thought it... If you told me anything outside the norm, I thought you were some lunatic, but you could just about tell me anything now. I'd be like, I could see that happening. Is anybody else like that? Well, it tells me, listen, and then I look back at the Word of God, and the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. And then when people act like liars, we go, I can't believe they're a liar. So it brings me back to the things I can be sure of. I'm not sure of who's on what side. I'm not sure of, listen, uh, 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 who's up and who's down and who's right. and who's. I'm not sure of any of that stuff. I don't know who's on our side and who ain't. Amen? I don't know if the Baptists are, you know, I, I was telling Brother Paul this morning, I said, he said he's getting a lot of feeds in his uh, social media about Catholicism. I said, I'm getting a lot of feeds about all these people that don't want to be Baptist anymore. They're mad at the Baptist and the independent. I said, then don't be a Baptist. I don't care. Boy, you're going to be a Presbyterian? Well, they got some mess in their, in their denomination too. Well, I'm going to be a non-denominational. Well, do you realize that by being non-denominational, you are actually a denomination? I don't know. Is there some messed up stuff in the independent Baptist church? You got that right. You want me to tell you why? Because we're made up of people, sinful people, and you can't outrun that no matter where you go. So I'm, listen, there's some things I'm not sure of, amen? But here's the thing I am sure, that Jesus, as we sang about, died. He just sang it, his life for mine. I know, hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost of God resides in my heart, and when the devil says you're not saved, he said, oh, yes, you are. Amen. You say, I don't have that surety. Be good to get it uh, settled today. Amen. 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 Satan will try to deceive you and he'll try to discourage you and we're told not to be deceived. Listen, God is telling us. Now, again, we believe this is God's word. Am I right? Do we believe according to what this says? All right, three words. Be not deceived. Can we all agree that's a command of God? He didn't say try not to be deceived. He didn't say if your best effort, try not to let the devil lead you down the wrong path. That's not what he said. Be not deceived. Now, some of you look at me like, 
I just don't know if I can do that. Then you're calling God a liar. Because he's telling you, be not deceived. So God is true, and that is our surety. I can trust and believe every word of this book, and I can believe the God that wrote the book because he cannot lie. Why can he not lie? Because he's truth. You say, God can do anything. No, he cannot. Here's what I mean. When he puts it down there, he's obligated to do what he says. He cannot lie. He can't lie. So the surety next is the sowing. Notice verse 8, for he that soweth to his flesh uh, shall of his flesh reap corruption. Verse 7, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Well, that's pretty basic, Brother Junior. I mean, if you sow corn, you expect to get what? Right? If you sow green beans, you don't expect black-eyed peas to pop up. I mean, we're, we're in a Bible college class. But no, you've learned this stuff in Bible college, right? You put some seed in the ground, that's what's going to come up if it comes up, right? Well, how is it that we think that we can sow to the flesh, but then reap, get back spiritual things? How do we think we can live any way we want to, Live contrary to the word of God, but then God's going to say, you know what, you're my kids, I'm just going to, I know you're living like the devil and you're not a good testimony and you're not trusting me and you're not living like, but hey, I'm just going to give you some good stuff anyway. Am I, am I wrong, Brother Jimmy? I mean, some, I got folks with me right now, you're looking at me like, I don't know if I agree with you on this. Right? So we're told to sow, right? We are expected to sow. We must sow. But then when we sow, we're responsible for the sowing of the seed. But then God is the one who gives the increase. So whatever you sow, like I said, church, you want to see the church grow? You say, we need to have to, uh, some type of nifty growth program to where everybody wants to come to church. We do. It's called you go out and you do it God's way and you sow some seed. Well, if we had a youth program that went and did this, and guess what? We would attract all these. No, you wouldn't. We're trying to reinvent the wheel. And God's saying, listen, just sow. Sow seed. You put enough seed out there, people are going to come to the church. Put enough seed out there, people are going to get saved. You put out good seed in your life and you do the right things and you eat right, you're probably not going to have as many health problems. Now, again, you're going to say, well, preacher, I know there's the exception. Okay? You exercise, right? I don't know what that looks like in your life. Maybe that's get up and walk the mailbox. But I know this. Sitting on the couch watching TV, and when the doctor says you got all these health problems, you can't say, well, I exercise too much. Right? You want to get closer to God? It's not going to come because you watch TV, watch Netflix. You're going to have to sow the right things. Time in the Word of God, time in the prayer closet. You want to get close to God? That's the seed you got to sow. And he's saying if you draw nigh to him, guess what he'll do? He'll draw nigh to you. You can't, you can't, I'm just getting basic. You can't take everything you make every month and spend it at Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and then go, I don't know why I don't have any money. I know why, because you didn't sow to the right thing. 
Now I'm, I'm going to make you mad, so just we'll get glad in 2024. Spending your money at Walmart and Chick-fil-A and McDonald's has nothing to do with inflation. Right? Well, this inflation's killing me. No, no, no. It's not the inflation. It's that you don't have discipline not to go to Chick-fil-A. You're sowing. That's fine. You want to sow that? I like Chick-fil-A biscuits. But then when you come to the end of the month and you go, well, I ain't got any money left. I don't know where it all went. Well, get on your little 360 app and see how many times your car went to the drive-thru. Right? I don't know why I don't have any money, but I got Netflix and I got a, a cable package and I got Prime Video and I got... You just said why you don't have money. See what I'm saying? I'm not criticizing you. I'm saying when, when you don't have the fruit that comes up, you got to look at the seed you put in the ground. And when you didn't put the right seed... You know, don't plant green beans to go, I can't believe black-eyed peas didn't come up. Right? And, and let's be honest, some folk are going to go into 2024 and they're going to do the same thing they did in 2020. And they go, I don't know why. I don't know why I got the same harvest that I got last year. I don't know why I'm miserable. I don't know why this, this, and this. I don't know why. And all you got to do is look at the seed. You didn't sow the right seed. Amen. So we understand that there's the, the surety of it. There's a sowing that takes place. But then there's the sameness. Yeah. Look at the principle. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he what? Also reap. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our reaping comes from the same seed we sow. We can't expect something out of nothing. So number one is the faith, our faith, Right? whether it be faith in trusting Christ or my faith in following Christ, right? You want to be more than conquerors through Christ? You know what you got to do? You got to sow to that. I can do all things through Christ? Well, you got to sow to that. It takes faith. You say, well, I got faith. Faith Faith is not a verbal word. Faith is an action word, right? Faith is trust. You don't trust by saying I trust. You trust by actually trusting, right? Give you an example. So you, you bring a, you bring a I, well, I heard this story. So this guy got this wheelbarrow. He's on this high wire. He's going across the Niagara Falls. And this guy said, well, one guy said, I don't believe he's going to make it. Another guy said, I believe, he do, I believe he'll make it. So the guy with the wheelbarrow looks at the guy and said, I believe he'll make it. He said, you think I'm going to make it? He said, I sure do. He said, well, get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> Some of y'all need to get in the wheelbarrow. Right. Well, I think God can do all things, just not in my life. Right? right? Get in the wheelbarrow. Find out. You don't want to find out in 2023? Well, why not find out next year, right? See, the sameness, what, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of. Yes, sir. Right? Put some effort, God's going to bless the effort. Well, I don't believe that. Uh, man doesn't work, he doesn't what? So number one is our faith. Number two is our faithfulness. Verse nine, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if, if. There it is, there's the conditioned 
to the promise. Promise is you'll reap, but the the condition is if we faint not. So you, you you don't get to finish the marathon at mile 23. That's, that's more than most people are going to do. More than I'm going to do, most likely. But you didn't finish the marathon at mile 23. You got to go to the 24 or whatever, 26, whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. and a lot of you right now, you're like, well, I've gone this far, but you got to keep going. See, it says, if we faint not. Now, you might just be right there and you're going, I'm, I'm about ready to faint. Let me encourage you. Don't. Amen. Well, you don't understand. Pre- I, don't. Amen. You don't understand all the burden I've got on me. You're probably right. But don't quit. Amen. Right? right? Sometimes, listen, sometimes life is not good. I mean, for anybody. Brother Charles, your life always good? Brother Jimmy's is. No, that's right. You, that's right. You was in the hospital a year, year ago. Yeah. His life isn't always good. That's right. Miss Sheila's been dealing with health issues for many years. He's, he's a preacher, though. His life is great. Right? Brother Johnny, you never had any problems. Oh, that's right. You had brain surgery. How many years ago was that? 20. But where are you at today? Serving God. Serving God. <laughs> anybody else? Has anybody not had some issues in your life? Anybody? I mean, it's just been roses and sunshine, right? Brother Paul, you're a preacher's kid. You've never had any problems, right? It's all been... So you're, you're, what I'm saying is you can look around this room and you, you're not alone. But you know where you are on December 31st, 2023? Man, you're not in the bottom of a bottle somewhere. You're not, you're not laid out with vomit with a bunch of pills at your bed. You know where you are? You're here. Hallelujah for that. It may not have been the best year, but guess what? You're here. So just don't quit. The devil's saying, just quit. It ain't worth it. God's forgot about you. God doesn't care about you. Man, listen. Hey, you're the only one. Everybody else in that church, none of them going to think. Nobody else has any family problems. Nobody else has any health problems. Nobody else has emotional issues. And nobody else has anxiety. It's just you. You're all by yourself. There's a whole room full of people going through the same mess you are. There's a whole world out there going through the same thing you are. So just don't quit. Don't quit. I was kidding with our Sunday school class. I was at the gym the other day, and this guy comes up to me. He said, well, it's getting close. I said, what's that? He said, time for the New Year's people to get here. He said, give them a couple weeks, and they won't be here. You know why? Everybody starts, don't they? I'm going to eat healthy and lose weight in the New Year. You're going to have to go past... January 14th. It'd be nice if you could cram it all in those two weeks and the rest. No, you're going to have to do it every day, right? Brother Kenneth, get up. Like, think about this. Here's the, here's the persistency and consistency it takes. They say that if you lose one pound a week, 
that's good. I don't know about you. That's exactly right. That ain't a lot. So it'd take you 52 weeks to lose 52 pounds. Now, you didn't put 52 pounds on in 52 weeks. Right? You didn't put it on in one month. But it's like, I got to find this new weight loss drug or plan that I can just, in one month, it's all gone. Well, it didn't take you that long to put it on. Right? It takes consistency and persistency. And there's some days you're going to say, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to eat good. Okay. And there are going to be days you don't. You know what you do? Next day you do. Same thing reading your Bible. Some of you never read your Bible all the way through. Now, I'm not, I'm not condemning you. I'm saying start now. See, the devil's going to tell you what you haven't done. And all you got to do is say, you're right. I mean, no, can I help you with this? Quit making excuses. You never read your Bible through all the time? Well, I don't have time. All right, it's an excuse. You know what? You didn't do it. So what? So you know what you do today? I'm going to do it. That may take you a year. may take you two years. may take you five. But you know what you do? Get up every morning, read. If it's a verse, chapter, ten pages, whatever, do it. Right? Some of you... Some of you don't spend consistent time in prayer. You know how you do it? Get up, pray. Well, I can't pray an hour, preacher. Well, how much are you doing now? Zero. Try five minutes. Right? Just be faithful. Right? Well, I didn't come to, I didn't tithe like I wanted to this year. Okay. But that don't have to be 2024. See, so this faithfulness, here's, here it is. In verse 9, it's an exhortation. Yes, sir. To be weary is to be exhausted. That's right. Anybody ever feel like that? Yes. We all do, yes. right? So rest in the Lord and his promises. You say, well, I've, I just need to cut some stuff out. I just need to quit, uh, you know, some of you right now are probably saying there's things at the church I just need to give up. Why is it always the church? Why is it always the church? Why don't you take your kids out of some sports programs? Why don't you not go to everything everybody has to offer every week? See what I'm saying? It's always God and his work that gets the short end stick so we can have our life of comfort. So, so sometimes you got, listen, Brother Jimmy, you, you're not tired, are you? We all get that way. Miss Ellen, tell you, we, you know how many times conversation we have about tired. Maybe we shouldn't do, Right? You just do it. You rest in the Lord. That's what he tells us to do. Take, take his yoke. We're to take his yoke. What it says. So, so the exhortation, the temptation is to quit. The exhortation is resist and don't quit. Now notice in this verse, in verse 9, it deals with our exercise. Well, notice what he said. Let's not be weary in what? Well-doing. Didn't say well sitting, well sleeping, well doing. Amen? So, so 
we are to labor for the Lord. So don't stop laboring because of weariness, right? If you're, listen, if you're running a bus route, you say, I'm just going to quit the bus ministry because my route isn't filling up. Let me help you with something. It's cold. Was it hard for you? Was it hard for anybody to get up and come to church this morning? Be honest. Don't, don't get all super spiritual. Raise your hand. Was it hard? Well, now imagine some little kid, bus worker, that their mom and daddy don't care anything about God, been laid up, maybe drunk all night. The kid has to be relied on to get themselves up and go to church. And you love Jesus, and it was cold, and you didn't want to come to church. Now you got a kid that they get up and go, man, it's cold outside. Don't get discouraged. You know what you do? Go next week. Go next week. Go next week. But what we, I'm just going to quit. Bus ministry doesn't work. Don't stop handing out tracts. Don't stop telling people about Jesus. It don't work. Don't be weary. Just keep going. Right? Man, this praying stuff don't work. Hey, that's what the devil wants you to believe. Keep praying. So our exercise, we're to labor. If you don't exercise, right? If you don't exercise, you get up and say, well, I, I, this year I want to I wanna get healthy. Well, I promise you this, you're going to have to exercise to do that. You're going to have to eat better, but you don't have to exercise. Same thing spiritually. You have to exercise. And then our expectation. Well, you can expect a harvest. If you sow, something will grow. Yes, sir. If you sow, something will grow. Now, I don't know if it would be as much as you think it ought to. It may be more than you think it ought to. But if you sow, something's going to grow. Right? So there's the exhortation, exercise, expectation. Then number three, I'll finish with this, verse 10, our fruit. The Bible said, as we have therefore opportunity. That's interesting to me. God's not telling you that you are to go out and do what he has not allowed you and enabled you to do. As you got opportunity, as the door opens, right? You don't have to go kicking doors in. God's saying as the door opens, uh, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. So here's our, fa- here's our fruit. You got opportunity. That's easy enough. But here's, here's the problem. You've got to recognize the opportunity. You've you got to be wise enough and have your eyes open enough that when God gives you the opportunity, it's like that. Remember this? You heard this story. Guy's in a flood on top of his house. And he says, God, I'm going to depend on you to rescue me. So here comes the boat. Guy says, hey, we come to rescue you. Come on. Nope. Waiting on God. Comes another boat. Come on, came to rescue. Nope, waiting on God. God drowned. Gets to heaven. Said, God, I was waiting for you to rescue. He said, I sent two boats. I sent two boats. When he sends the boat, get on the boat. You got to recognize the opportunity God gives you. Now, it's got to be God opening the door, right? Don't go kicking doors open. But when God gives opportunity, 
Do it. Now that doesn't, by the way, that doesn't always mean giving people money. A lot of times we think opportunity, well, they need money. Well, let me help you with this. Time out. Listen. Listen closely. You ever thought sometimes God's teaching him a lesson? Yes, sir. And you're going to mess the lesson up? You hadn't prayed about it, but because of your sympathy, you think, well, the, the right thing to do, we talked about this, this one, the common sense thing to do would be to, you better pray about it. Sometimes God is teaching a lesson that you're going to mess the lesson up. But when you're sure God, to, how many times I heard this, preacher, now God's laid it on my heart for the church to do this for so-and-so. No, God laid it on your heart to do it. Right. So you do it, Amen. right? Amen. God laid it on my heart for the church to help this person. No, God laid it on your heart. You just don't want to do it. You think, I, I'm going to put it on the church. There's your opportunity. You help them, Right? God tells you to help them, help them. Last thing I'm done. Our offering. Let us do good on all men, especially unto them of the household of faith. So here's our offering. Let us do good. Just do good this year. Not get even. Not recompense evil for it. Just do good. Amen. Right? Well, how do I know what's good? Got to spend time in the Word. Amen. See, everything I do, if I'm, if I'm doing it for the right reason, if I'm, if I'm going to sow the right thing, it's got to be with the right motivation. Right. I got to do it for the Lord. Right? So, so. Everyone needs to know the Lord. Everybody needs to, to be saved. Yes, sir. And if you don't know that this morning, don't, don't, don't end out this year not knowing. That's right. If you do know, the devil's, ah, you, you're not the Christian you should be. You're right, you're not. Neither am I. Right? Neither is Brother Jimmy. Neither is anybody else. Right. But don't quit. Amen. See? Amen. Don't quit. Amen. God's wanting to, God's want, you're right there. Watch this. You're right there yes. in the final turn. Yes. Getting ready to finish the, cross the finish line. And there's some people even probably sitting here saying, I'm done. I'm done. Yes. And the Lord's going to come back. And, and we're all going to, let's be honest, we're all going to be ashamed. We're all going to be ashamed to, to some degree. But wouldn't it be a shame? Last Sunday, 2023, to say, yeah, I'm done. Too hard. Let me help you with this. Life ain't going to get any easier. 2024 just calls to click. We got an election. So what? Right? Have you seen gas prices there? Yep. If everything in your life, good or bad, is tied to this world, 
the Bible says it's going to get worse. So, if I keep my eyes, right, I, I got to keep my eye on the prize. Don't quit. 2023 has been terrible, preacher, okay? But if you don't change, 2024 is not going to be different. That's right. right. If you hadn't been serving God, serve God. If you hadn't been reading your Bible, read your Bible. If you hadn't been praying, pray. If you hadn't been saving money, save money. If you hadn't been exercising, exercise. It's not hard, right? It's simple, just not easy. You got to have some discipline. I got to have some discipline. Right? It's not rocket science. Well, I, I read this article. It said if you, you know, if I invest in this and I take this money from here and put it over here and then, you know, it, it rotates. And is your problem really that or is it you just like to spend more than you've got? Amen. Right? I mean, we, we make things hard. They don't have to be. I don't feel like my prayers are getting answered. Do you pray? Well, not like I should. Right? I don't feel like I understand the Bible, Brother Jimmy. Well, how often do you read it? Well, I got me a little devotion book that, you know, it's like a half a verse, but then the guy tells me what that verse means. Well, let me help you with this, and I'm done. I'm not against little devotion books, but the guy that wrote the devotion book did not write the book. So if you really want to know what the book says, get to know the author of the book. But whatever you do, don't give up. Stand together.